0: Hey, this is Zach Miller, Tearsheet's Editor-in-Chief. Before we jump into my conversation with Capital One's Sean Rowley, who heads up their cafes, a major touchpoint between the bank and Gen Z prospects and customers, I wanted to let you know that we're running this special series on Gen Z as an attempt to get to know this largest generation better, from how they bank to how they spend, shop, pay, and care about social issues. Tearsheet thanks our sponsor, Publicis Sapient, for their support. Read more about Gen Z and financial services at steeslife.co. So welcome to the Tearsheet podcast. Uh, we're running a special series. This is on Gen Z. We're, we're looking at Gen Z from a variety of different perspectives, and we've invited in a bunch of different experts to help us explore this, both from Gen Z's behaviors, their predilections towards financial services, how top firms are marketing to them, communicating with them, and building products for them. Um, One of the first episodes we're dealing with is uh, with Capital One. Sean Rowley is joining us. Sean is the national Capital One Cafe executive and supports all of the cafes throughout the country and calls St. Cloud, Minnesota home. He celebrated 20 years with Capital One this year. You don't find many other financial services companies that get people still sticking around for 20 years. Since starting as a part-time contact center associate, he has held multiple positions in frontline teams, product marketing strategy, and analysis. Welcome, Sean.
1: Thanks. Great to be here.
0: Very great to have you. So, let's start at the beginning. Like, where did the idea of cafes get started at Capital One? And I'm I'm kind of curious how they fit into the whole strategy.
1: Yeah, it is definitely something different, right? When you think about how to bring banking to life in communities, and uh, to be honest, the concept started a couple decades ago, and uh, it came down to a, a conversation in a in a strategy session, and uh, this general idea of why can't banking be as simple as a cup of coffee, you know? And by that it should be, uh, you know, when you want it, it should just work, but behind the scenes, there should be a lot of craft, love and care that goes into making that work each and every time. Uh, And we were thinking about how to bring- It takes a lot
0: of complexity to make it simple, I guess what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, you know, it should be that simple process that, you know, very easy to order, very easy to enjoy, but the complexity and nuance and care and love behind the scenes should definitely mm-hmm. come through kind of with each taste, right? So <laughs> when you're thinking about how to design that from scratch and, and bring kind of community spaces to life, uh, instead of just branches, uh, we thought, why not cafes, uh, why not reimagine banking and make it a place where people can come in and relax and recharge and whether or not you're a Capital One customer or not really find value in that experience. So, um, that's what we set out to do is, is to create places where you can go into. To grab a snack or a handcrafted, you know, coffee or tea, uh, enjoy a cozy spo- space to co-work, right? Or connect with others. Free Wi-Fi. Those different pieces that were there. Um, what I don't think we ever expected, and you know, what you, you only hope for when you go into those strategy sessions, is that the communities themselves really embrace that and brought that to life. And and that really is kind of the magic of of our cafes. Is uh, they become these these hubs for local communities to to connect with us and, and each other uh, around, you know, something bigger, something about uh, Know, how to start to think about how to reimagine banking and you know further their financial journey overall.
0: Before we go further in my conversation with Sean, I wanted to call out that Publicis Sapiens Dave Donovan, EVP of Financial Services, has been banging the drum on the need for banks to get serious about serving Gen Z. Dave means business and believes that banks face a huge threat here if they don't get this right. I spoke with him about how to connect with Gen Z and how banks can do it better. So why doesn't financial services in general get Gen Z? What what what's going on there?
2: Well, I don't think that they've taken the time to really understand the demographic. And you know, Gen Z is a lot different from millennials and it's a lot different from baby boomers. And I think banks have been comfortable thinking that they understand uh, a certain demographic that works for them, and Gen Z represents a much different demographic. For one, They've grown up with, you know, with technology. You know, they're they're digital first, and for banks, banks have have evolved into technology. It's not something that's a, a comfortable muscle memory, you know, muscle for them, but it is a very comfortable muscle for Gen Z in in all
0: aspects of their life. Right. So it sounds like what you're, you're saying, Dave, is like you can't just do a marketing campaign and expect to reach Gen Z for a product that doesn't necessarily
2: resonate with them. No. No, I mean, banks, they need to understand and connect with Gen Z in a much deeper way. And, you know, the best way to do that is through leveraging digital tools and through transparency and being authentic. One thing that Gen Z values more than anything is authenticity. And banks, I'm not saying that they're not authentic, but they're not always transparent.
0: No, banks aren't necessarily known for that. And to do business with Gen Z... The way our institutions communicate will need to change. Our research shows that authenticity, even for brands, is really important for Gen Z. Financial institutions will have to walk their talk if they want to build rapport and trust with their youngest customers. So, I'm actually curious like in the in the early early days, like did it was it an experiment? Like did you have a vision for for the cafe becoming sort of a hub in the community or was it was it really like I guess what, what level of conviction did you guys have when you, when you first started?
1: I mean, I think it's still an experiment today, right? <laughs> Not because right. something that we're going to test and, and pull away from, but because we want to continue to evolve with our customers around what is next, you know, what, what their needs are changing. Um, you know, when it comes to you know, retail and at home and at school and, and their banking relationships should probably change along with that. So we're really careful to listen to our customers and to continuously adapt to, you know, what they tell us they need most. Uh, and, you know, with that comes a strong vision and a strong conviction, right, to, to go out and make this, uh, you know, bold statement that we think that, you know, banking can be reimagined and that we can really start to meet customers where they're at. Right. And, and not the other way around.
0: So, so maybe you could take us through what an experience looks like at a cafe. What's it like for um, uh, a Capital One customer to walk in or a prospect to walk in?
1: Yeah. Well, first off, everybody's welcome. So I'm glad you said, you know, prospect or customer, but right. when you come into a cafe, um, really it's a space that, that everyone is welcome to come into. And actually the majority of the customers coming through the doors um, are actually not uh, a banking customer, right? So they're coming in to actually just browse and use the space in general, which which is amazing and, and a, a really big part of, uh, you know, what, what makes our cafe special.
0: And that's not um, a little thing, Sean, I should say, like, you know, that means you're, you're serving a clientele that may or may not ever become a Capital One client. Of course you hope that they would be, but like, that, that's not a trivial thing. Like I, I don't think a lot of organizations would be have that level of comfort with, um, I guess, I guess that ambiguity.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I think you can look at that from an ambiguity standpoint, but you can also look at that as, as kind of an approachability standpoint, right? If you're mm. comfortable enough with your brand and your products and your experience to invite anyone in for any reason, mm. um, that really says something. And, I think when we break down those barriers, and our first priority is just connecting with someone with where they're at, um, it really does just set the tone uh, for 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 a different experience. Um, And that's that's something that's great because that that experience is something different for everyone, right? We've got over 55 cafes across the country from coast to coast, and you know uh, whether you're in Harvard Square in Boston, right, or you're in San Diego and in our UTC. Uh, location, it's going to be a, a little different from place to place, but I think the consistent thread that you're going to get is uh, to come in and see a, a warm, welcoming space uh, You know, full of uh, ambassadors who are our team members that are there to to help you and not sell you, uh, to, to greet you and kind of guide you around the space itself. Uh, you might come in and, and check out uh, some of our handcrafted coffee. Uh, we serve uh, Verve coffee, which is an awesome third wave roaster and, and kind of one of the best around Uh, So you can sit down and enjoy that. If you're you're a Capital One cardholder, you actually get 50% off those those drinks every day. So that that message around saving kind of starts early. Uh, But you can also uh, use things like we have meeting rooms for nonprofits to use for free anytime they'd like. Uh, We've got private rooms uh, that are called nooks for you to do some heads down work or connect with another person. Um, Or you can get into a deeper conversation uh, with something like our money and life mentoring, uh, which is where you can sit down with one of our ambassadors and really start to have a conversation with them and, and really yourself about your relationship with money uh, with the hope that you can continue that journey. And that's something, again, that's completely free of, of charge and welcome to customers or non-customers uh, and, and really just there to, um, you know, again, progress that overall conversation and break down the barriers that sometimes
0: come, uh, you know, with, with talking money. I'd love to hear a little bit more, more about these ambassadors, right? Like, I, you know, that's sort of, uh, I, I assume, a newish role um, at Capital One. And uh, as you, you even, you disclaimed, like, they're not necessarily trying to sell, but they're there to, to forward a conversation. So can you tell me about sort of how, how, how you envision their role, um, maybe how it's evolved, actually, as, as you're seeing the, the cafes evolve?
1: Yeah. You know, I think that evolution is a huge part of our whole experience. Right. And, and we're talking about the spaces today being being cafes, but also our products. And then again, our team members also had to evolve you know, with with kind of our changing customers. Um, and I think what we heard from customers is more than anything else, they, they want a guide to help them. Right. Uh, finances can be complex. Uh, they can be daunting. Uh, and, you know, having someone there to help you and not sell you uh, is, is definitely our goal overall. Um, our ambassadors are are designed to to really meet you where you are and and whether you're you know saving up for your your first uh, $1000 savings goal or whether you're you, you've made your your second $100,000 that you're looking to 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 kind of optimize um, they can really help you discover where you're at right now today um you know kind of what tools and resources might add the most value for you and help you on your journey and i think that is something that's different right um uh, when you're coming in Ah, uh, traditionally, you might think of something as, hey, I need to talk to an expert, somebody who's already been there, who's done everything. And I think what we're really in in, in the world of of today, right, with so much complexity, variability, and uncertainty, um, really, what customers are looking for is someone to not necessarily be a step ahead of them, but to be right there alongside them and say, hey, how mm-hmm. can I help you? You know, understand where you're at, and how can I help you un- identify where you want to go and start to connect you with those those resources to 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 make that happen.
0: So is the ambassador then um, the first mile solution? They meet somebody in the cafe, they strike up a conversation and then the ambassador sort of hands a baton off to somebody else, an ex, a, a subject matter expert?
1: You know, I think the subject matter expert that we really want to create is a subject matter expert in the customers themselves. So mm-hmm. really our model is a, a self-service model, right? We want to mm-hmm. make it so that Everything that you do when it comes to banking, you can do on your own terms. For most customers and most transactions, you know, that's as simple as as grabbing your phone and, and having the bank in your pocket. But we know that sometimes, you know, there's some some complexity with that, right? Where you need some somebody to help teach you how to do that for the first time or give you that confidence or that step up to move in that direction. And that's where our ambassadors are there. So mm. um, they're there to, you know, connect you with those tools and resources and, and expertise to, to to make that happen. But ultimately our goal is to make it so that you as the customer have complete control, uh, autonomy, and confidence to, to really bank yourself, right? And and, and be able to um, have access to that when you need it.
0: I really like that answer, Sean. So, so if I walk into the Harvard Square Cafe and I sit down and I, I'm interested in, in buying my first home, uh, the ambassador could help me on my phone or on my laptop uh, access Capital One resources or to, to learn more. Um, is there is there a, a, a repetitiveness, like, I guess the question is, am I going to come back tomorrow and and strike up the same conversation and continue the conversation? Is there a thread, I guess, between my interactions with the ambassadors?
1: Well, I I think the first thing you're going to realize is that, you know, although we talk about this as something new and something that's focused on, you know, supporting the changing world and and generations like Generation Z, you're probably going to feel like this is actually kind of old school, right? It's kind of that community-based sense. So when you come back the second time, Zach, like expect to be greeted by name. Right. To probably mm-hmm. see that same ambassador and for them to check in with you and say, hey, how are you doing? How is that conversation around your savings goal for your first house? Where are you going with those different pieces? Um, and, and really check in about that um, you know, journey that that you're on. And, and I think that you'll see that kind of evolution and long-term relationship be really, really important to to our model, right, with customers. Because although we are digital first, right, we're not digital only. And that human help and human connection is really a core of who we are and what we value.
0: Hmm. So, so how, how, I guess that's a good segue into, into talking about how the, how the cafes interact with Gen Z, like you described sort of a, you know, a, a, a generic interaction. I'm curious how, how younger people relate to this who are used to growing up and, and, and digital first, you know, checking their phones first before they talk to a real person.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I think, you know, like I said, at our core, we're kind of that community banking, but we are adapted to the modern world, right? Mm -hmm. So it is a unique experience. And I think for Gen Z, uh, that resonates maybe a little bit more, a little bit faster, right? That feels a little more comfortable because it emulates a lot of the other experiences that we've already adapted to when it comes to, you know, retail or or other convenience-based parts of your life. And and banking might have been one of kind of those last things to switch over to that. Um, And this feels like that comfortable transition to that, right? Being able to uh, really meet customers where they're at whether that's uh you know with with the products themselves and the features really changing and being different right when we think about um, how to help customers it's not only in the physical space but it's the showing up in the entire ecosystem right and and that could be uh, allowing for example uh, our customers to access their paycheck early where we we allow them to to get paid up to two days before their paycheck actually comes through uh, the elimination of things like overdraft fees which don't exist on uh, you know on our accounts and, and really allow you to have a different relationship with how you're managing your funds on a day-to-day basis, or even something as simple as how you access your money, right? Our our ATMs, um, you know, we've got seventy thousand of them across the country that are fee-free, uh, but they're in the places where you actually need money, right? They're in retailers like CVS, Walgreens, Costco, Target, um, you know, they're in the places where you know you actually need to to withdraw some cash because really the last place you ever are when you need money is at the bank, right? We we want to really bring banking to customers, uh, you know, where they're at. Um, and I think that really, really resonates with, with Gen Z. And you know, what we see that in terms of validation uh, comes through in, in just the face-to-face conversations. I was in uh, Richmond, Virginia uh, last week uh, you know, in, in one of our cafes and there was a group of students, college students that that were their first study group, right? So uh, they were using our our space for free. They were connecting with each other. Uh, and afterwards I checked in with them right, and, and asked them what they were working on. And they were actually working on a Capital One market research project, right? They were so inspired by this idea of banking differently uh, that they were you know making it a school project themselves and and thinking about that so you know being able to not only inspire them to think about their relationship with banking differently but but take that on right as a class project and other things uh, we see those stories from day to day and, and it's really
0: inspirational i appreciate that example do you see that there is a difference in different generations different demographics in terms of how they interact with capital one through the cafes
1: yeah absolutely um, you know, I think there's a difference uh, in terms of each customer and where they're at, and, and a lot of that, you know, is easy to see amongst generational lines, lines, but but it's easy to see amongst um, you know different neighborhoods that 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 we're in or different mm. cities that we're in. I think there's a lot of different ways that are there. You know, the interesting thing is that there is also so much of a common ground and connection, right? When you're thinking about uh, you know building trust and relationships, some of that actually ends up being you know, uh, a digital barrier where, hey, I want to gain the the skills and the confidence to be able to, you know, bank and use digital tools. Um, Some of that is around, hey, I want to build more trust to actually understand your products and value. Uh, You know, some of that is, hey, I'd like to make sure that I can come in and, you know, kick the tires, meet somebody face to face, get a handshake, um, and and really see that investment in our community as well. So, you know, although there there might be different individual needs for every customer um, and, and some common trends amongst generations, I think we've been able to to figure out a way to to really create some common ground in our experience there. Um and it's amazing to see those interactions actually happen simultaneously. Uh, the, the number of times I'll see, you know, a uh, a mom or dad come in with young kids, right? And and grandma and grandpa are are there as well, and they're all actually thinking about how to bank kind of differently or how to bank for tomorrow, um, is amazing, right? And and the way they're thinking of it might be completely different in terms of their starting point, but how they can collaborate and have that conversation across generations is actually the magic. I mean, uh, for for so often, or or for so long, uh, you know, having conversations about money is is been a, a little taboo, and, and I'm not sure about you, mm-hmm. Zach, but yeah, you know, for me, growing up, ah, uh, you know, in the Midwest, uh, you know, everything was was around kind of the family din- dinner table conversation, and everything was a you know kind of a, a fair game topic, but when it came to money, like that was a little taboo. That was a little, gets like, uncomfortable. But, yeah, yeah, felt yeah. felt uncomfortable, and I'm not sure why. Right, but, like. Uh, my my dad was a, a police officer. My mom was a teacher and we had conversations about everything, but, you know, money felt a little heavier. And, you know, I think breaking mm-hmm. that down and thinking about that differently uh, is a huge mission uh, of us uh, or, or of ours in the cafes and really has set a different tone and environment for for how to have that conversation.
0: One of the things that's not lost on me, Sean, is as, as you're talking about the role of cafes, both in the community um, as well as within Capital One it seems like there's a certain level of investment and patience that goes into running these things. Right. And so I'm kind of curious, and I don't think all institutions could, could pull that off. What are, what are some of the metrics that you and your team look at to, to, to judge the success of, of, of cafes in their communities?
1: Yeah. You know, I think the metrics have to be a little different, right? If you're, if you're looking at your definition of success as um, you know, kind of a, uh, each opportunity for a customer to come in as a sale right like I, I think that's a very very different model and and that's not something mm-hmm. that we do we're really looking at this channel as an opportunity to connect and build community um, to, to really add value to to each and every customer depending on on kind of what their needs are on a day-to-day basis you really start to think about success as as an experience model right of of hey, what is that overall experience? Uh, You know, what do they know about Capital One and how that might be able to add value to them? And how do they think about our brand overall and trust our brand overall? Um, And, you know, although that might feel like a longer term journey in terms of success, I think that's the worthwhile one, right? Like, I think when it comes to creating a trust in a relationship, um, you know, with someone that, uh, with with a brand that you care about, um, you should probably care most about where you bank, right? You should have a a really great trust in in, a relationship there. And I think we're, we're, Willing to take that longer-term approach uh, with customers to, to make sure that we're we're building that the right way in an authentic, um, you know, a- environment.
0: So we've talked a lot about um, how the presence of the cafes in the community helps customers learn about banking and, and Capital One in particular. Is there a reverse feedback loop? Are you guys thinking about the cafes as a way to? gently uh, interact with customers and then feed that back into the, into the mothership and to understand your customers, your potential customers differently.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I I think it's a, it's a relationship, right? And if you're going to build trust uh, just as much as you're, you're willing to kind of talk about yourself, you need to be, be willing to listen and adapt. And uh, we get so much from that. Um, You know, for, for me uh, you know, uh, being a national executive, that's probably the best part of my job is being able to spend time out in the field, uh, talking to customers, talking to our ambassadors, and, and hearing about kind of you know what their ideas and inspiration are for for what banking can be in the future. And I, I think that is something that is always evolving, right? You're, you're talking about uh, Gen Z and I think that's a, a fair expectation of most of our Gen Z customers is, hey, I want to be able to interact and have a two-way relationship. you know I want to be able to give feedback and tell you what I want and need. Uh, and I want to know that you're listening. And, and that's a huge part of our model, right is if you're going to serve the communities um, you know out there with with something like a cafe, conversation comes along with it. Uh, And I think a great example of that and and kind of a really bring the life example is our Money in Life program. Uh, That's a free program where, again, customer or non-customer, you get to sign up for a session with a certified Money in Life mentor. Um, You sit down for a 60-minute one-on-one session. And this is not about Capital One products. Uh, This is not about a savings account or a checking account or a credit card. This is really about setting up a conversation for you to have a you know, an experience where you know, you think about your relationship with money. You do activities like map my spend, where you start to map out, not from a budgeting standpoint, but from a priority standpoint, where are you investing your time and your treasure and your talent? Um, mm-hmm. You can do sessions like money with your honey, which is where you might be entering a new relationship and you haven't had that conversation around how you're going to manage finances together. right? And you can sit down again and start to think about, hey, what are your values when it comes to big questions like, what do you want to save for? Or what do you really want to spend on? Um, and doing that you know, with a new relationship is a really, really tricky situation and we can help you on those different pieces. And you can imagine each one of those sessions, we're learning about our customers, of, of what they value and what what they struggle with and what they need help with. And we're trying to build tools and resources to, to really meet them where they're at again and, and help them in that journey overall. So um, you know, amazing experiences there that, that I think are just as rewarding for us as they are customers uh, and really, know, shift that conversation to something bigger um, and something better.
0: I'd love to turn our perspective a little bit outwards, I guess, into the into the future. Um, Sean, what, what's the future for cafes um, and serving younger customers? Yeah, I,
1: I mean, I think that the future for our cafes is super exciting. Um, you know, the future is kind of now in a couple markets where we just recently opened cafes. Uh, we, we just opened up an amazing store uh, at 59th and Lexington in New York. Uh, which is just amazingly vibrant, amazing, you know, location and just incredible customers that are already coming into the space and, and really making it, uh, you know, their their local community bank, uh, which which is amazing. Uh, we see that in other markets too, right? We uh, our, our newest cafe is actually in Stonebriar, which is uh, right near uh, uh, Dallas, Texas. Um, and again, just, uh, you know, really, really vibrant community that we were able to enter in and, and create the space for. Uh, and I think the common thread that we see in, in both you know, our, our oldest running cafes and the ones that we have just opened the doors on is that we are trying to listen to customers and think about, hey, how do we continue to meet them from where they're at in the future? Um, so, you know, as we kind of look forward and we think about how do we serve the next generations that are out there, um, that is kind of how we do that is we, we create a system that is by definition, really, really adaptable, right? Really, really grows with our customers and with the market overall. Um, and the cafes have really been our, our secret to doing that, right? So... Uh, it, it feels a little different, right? When you first think about it, but when you start to reimagine your relationship with banking, you start to really rethink kind of what convenience looks like and what, you know, banking looks like. Um, I remember sitting down with some customers. Uh, this was in our San Francisco cafe uh, years back, and uh, it was a, a mother and a daughter. A daughter was touring colleges, uh, you know, in the San Francisco Bay area. Uh, mom came to our cafe, uh, needed some, some you know, instant cash because they had run out on their, uh, their their vacation. So she wanted to use an ATM. And we sat down and have a, a conversation about you know, whether Capital One was a, a great bank for her daughter as well. She was looking for another banks and she was moving from uh, you know coast to coast. And it was interesting because the mom was asking questions like, you know, how do I get a cashier's check? If she needs a cashier's check, what does that look like if, if she's several miles away? You know, I really want to make sure that that's done. And for the mom, it was this definition of, hey, convenient for me for a cashier's check is taking a day off work, driving across town, you know, parking, waiting in line, getting this cashier's check. And the daughter, you know, instantly corrected her mom and was like, I already checked this online. They offer online cashier's check. You just go on, order a cashier's check, and they send it right to the person you're paying the next day. Uh, And it was just amazing that, like, again, it really reframed the definition of success and what banking could be or maybe should be in the future. Uh, But that really takes you to reimagine your relationship with banking overall and not just, a physical bank or a product, but that that entire ecosystem.
0: Sean, this was a fascinating conversation. Thanks for joining us on the Tierci podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Zach. I really, really enjoyed it.